Good evening. My computer has a mind of its own tonight. Uh, I usually, there's too many buttons on a computer to do this usually, so I usually print it out. But uh, I was running from uh, event to event today, got stuck in a lot of traffic um, on 32. Um, so say a prayer for uh, the lady who was taken out of her vehicle in a medevac this afternoon on 32. Um, but needless to say, I did not have time to print it, so hopefully technology does not fail me. Um, tonight I'm going to be uh, speaking uh, to something I brought to the midshipmen uh, a few weeks ago. Um, our, our focus this, uh, this summer has been using your talents. Um, and, and the scripture that that comes from is Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. I'm not going to read that this evening, but uh, it is there for your reference. Uh, focus on the prize was uh, what Kevin had asked me to speak on um, that Sunday morning. And uh, I thought it a very appropriate uh, for us here as well. Um, focus on the prize. The, the scripture reading for this evening comes from the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, is straining towards what is ahead. I press on uh, toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Who here, by a show of hands, has ever run a race? Or, or just has ever run? Uh, hopefully these uh, questions um, don't make you sick like I think it made some of the midshipmen sick uh, uh, hearing those questions at the beginning of a sermon. And I was really hoping that they didn't immediately start tuning me out uh, talking about that. Um, but the writer of the book here, Paul, and the author of the majority of the letters of the New Testament enjoys writing about sports analogies. And I myself love sports analogies, so I thought it very appropriate uh, for Kevin to hand this one to me. Um, he often speaks of a good race. This is the race of life, our spiritual race. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I am not a huge fan of running. Um, uh, some just tell me it's because I don't run far enough. Um, I only run the distance that all runners really hate. And if I got over the next hurdle or mile, I would be able to achieve what some call a runner's high. And then I would start enjoying it. I have never reached that point, and I don't think I will ever try to <laughs> either. Um, but I think this brings us immediately back to the passage, which we read a few moments ago. We need to be pressing words on, uh, to, on towards a goal, a goal to win the prize. My goal in running is usually just to be over as fast as possible. Maybe it's uh, to, to wear the dog out, just to make sure he's not hyper uh, um, in the afternoon or evening. But that shouldn't be our spiritual goal. Our, our life goal, our spiritual goal, should not be just get this race on earth over as, as fast as possible, to get to the grave. That should not be our goal. Um, however, um, uh, many of us uh, sometimes see Paul's conversion, his walk, his uh, vision, his embrace of Christ, and we think to ourselves how quickly he made it, uh, how quickly he arrived, how quickly he finished the race. What a guy, what a superstar. That's almost really, really hard to achieve. And we immediately think back to ourselves and we think, 
oh my, that isn't me. I still struggle, I still slip, and I still sin. Well, I'm here this evening uh, to make sure that we keep reading. That that's not what Paul is saying here at all. That he's saying that he still has work to do in, in this book of uh, Philippians chapter 3. And what a relief to each and every one of us that must be. At one point, actually, during my walk, um, uh, as, as I was starting to think about getting baptized, I kept remembering uh, I was falling into this trap of thinking that I needed to become this perfect individual before I could go into the baptismal waters and, and dedicate my life to Christ. I, th I was thinking to myself that if only I could be perfect or uh, go in uh, so many days without sinning, maybe if I had read a certain percentage of the Bible, then I might feel qualified to become a Christian and be baptized. Well, luckily, I got past that, and uh, I was baptized um, in, in 2000. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He doesn't expect perfection before we get there. It's nice to have lofty goals of perfection and trying to align ourselves with Christ, but that's not required for us to just begin our Christian walk. So the, the first point this evening that I want to make is that we need to make God's goals your own. We read just a few seconds ago in Philippians 3 and verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. If we are able to run a race, we should know what our goals are. We should know where the finish line is. We should know what race we are in. The race we are talking about here is the spiritual race. And we need to do that by aligning your goals with God's goals for your life. And this spiritual race, our goals of this race, should be ones aligned with the one who created us, the one who entered us into this race. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, it reads, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. A lot of times I think we individually struggle with this. Uh, we see the world struggling with this. We like to think it's th uh, the other way around, that God created us just to look back and admire his creation, see us have lots of fun in life with zero struggles in the world. And the list continues to go on and on about the blessings we think we, uh, we're due for just being part of God's creation. Um, and then when something doesn't go our way, there's something in the road that we trip on. We immediately start to accuse God of letting something bad happen to us. Let us not fall into this bad rut. Let us stay focused on God's goals. Let us align our goals with his. We need to be, also be honest about where we are in our Christian walk. Um, in, this, uh, in this run, we need to be honest of where we are. Paul realizes that he is still a long in this journey. He has not reached the goal yet. We too often think that uh, you um, or that we are the only ones that are struggling with our Christian lives. We need to realize that none of us are perfect. We all struggle, but that we still have goals that we need to be pressing on towards. The next point I would like to make this evening is keeping a forward focus at all times. 
The next step to keeping this forward focused at all times is, um, is, is really focusing on that goal. But how many of us would be comfortable not only just running, but trying to run a race backwards? Uh, that just seems like a daunting task. Um, never having seen the course before, or trying to drive your car only by looking to see what's in the backup camera or the rearview mirror, um, but driving it forwards. Um, if we're to press on towards this goal, we need to keep that forward focus. We need to get rid of all of the distractions around us. How many of us have walked into a room only to forget what you were looking for? Um, to open your phone to do something, only to see a different notification, click on it. A few seconds or minutes later, you ask yourself, what was it that I opened my phone to look at? Um, we live in an age where more and more data is at our fingertips. There are more distractions, I believe, than ever before. We need to remind ourselves, like Paul did in verse 13, that where he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. We need to remember that what that one thing is. We need to make sure that our focus is on that one thing, the race, the goal, and the prize. The uh, second part of this uh, keeping a forward focus at all times is we need to forget what is behind us and strain towards what is ahead. And we see uh, Paul continuing to write that in verse 13. One, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. There's a bronze sculpture commemorating a race um, between John Landy and Roger Bannister during the 1954 uh, British Games in Vancouver. This was, uh, this was the race known as the Miracle Mile because it, it was the first race in history to feature two runners who had both run the mile in under four minutes. Landy held the world record and was actually winning the race when he made one critical mistake. He looked back over his shoulder to check on Bannister's position. And as he looked over his left shoulder, Bannister surged by him on the right, winning the race by under a second. There's a statue that was sculpted from a photograph taken at that fateful moment. This, after the sculpture was made, Landy quipped, uh, while Lot's wife was turned into a pillar of salt for looking back, I am probably the only one ever turned into bronze for looking back. We need to make sure that as Christians, we stay focused on what is ahead. We need to look towards tomorrow and to see how um, we can walk closer with Christ. We need to make sure that we are not focused on previous shortcomings. Too often we beat ourselves up for not living up to our own goals. Think that because somehow we have failed in the past that we can't do something today or tomorrow. Well, God doesn't think so. He still has work for each and every one of us. We also need to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of reveling in our past achievements, thinking that we have done plenty of good deeds. Our church has done so much, but we just can't stop there. God wants us to continue to serve each and every day, to continue to strain forward to what is ahead. As one author put it, don't ever settle for being a has-been. There has been. Uh, there are no has-beens in the Christian life, only people whom God wants to use now in the present. 
So to press on t- towards our prize. In verse 14 it says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We need to persevere. The race is long and we need to have purposeful living. We are running a long race and we shouldn't quit this marathon at mile 20 or mile 25. We need that purpose, that prize, that goal at the end to to keep ourselves running forwards. We need to make sure that you're not having the mindset of me running the dog of just being over as fast as humanly possible, especially in the summer heats. God has called us heavenward. We should have our eyes on heaven beyond that finish line. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24, Matthew 6, 19 through 24, it reads, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermins destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moths and vermins do not destroy, and where thieves uh, do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is on the lamp of the body, and if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. We need to make sure our goals are on God. In this passage in Matthew, we were warned not to store up treasures on earth, but to store up our treasures in heaven. Let us keep our eyes on that goal of one day making it to heaven and commuting with God and Christ Jesus. The Christian life is a race. The only reasons that you're not running today are that you never started, you've stopped somewhere along the way, or you finished. Since you're here today, I assume that none of us have finished. Um, So we need to keep running that race, or we need to get in that race. So let us, this evening, stay focused on God's goals. Let us align our goals with his. Let us focus on on that prize, that heavenly prize. If there's something that we can do for you this evening, um, please let it be known as we stand and sing.